Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. I got a secret for everybody. I haven't told anybody, but we have a new Bone Cave coming. Another one, third one. But this one will have a retail front-end presence. So making that announcement tonight is quite uh, um, symbiotic, I would say. Right? <laughs> That's actually good because we'll announce him in a second. He almost announced himself. <laughs> I, tru- I truly like that. So anyway, uh, I'm Brian Maiman, and I have Bleep, as always, to my left here. Across from me, we have hashtag 393. Um, and, and we will have 393 in the new retail the new space. Cave. Yeah, in the new bone cave. He'll be out front for the world to see. And, and that snow sheep. Um, no, we won't have my snow sheep. We won't have my st- uh, stone huh. sheep. We won't have my uh, bighorn, um, my desert. No, we won't have any of that. So just so you know. Well, you're a killjoy. Yep, I absolutely, <laughs> 100%. Those will remain in my house. And uh, um, so that's way. And then we have the one and only Brian Martin here with us today. And we have a special guest, which I'm super, super excited about today because uh, his boots changed my world. I wear them 300 days a year, maybe more. Um, but we have the managing partner, CEO, right? Yeah. CEO of Kenetrek Boots. Jim, welcome on, buddy. How you doing today? Just fine, thank you. And I go by a lot of other titles as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna stick to uh, none of them that your wife calls you today. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> um, but we uh, um, we are happy. And and you pronounce your last name Wijum, right? Wijum. It's Wijum. Yeah. Wijum. You, you Wijum, you lose some. You Wijum, you lose some. So anyway, we Jim, we are excited to have you here. Um, Super fired up for us. It's an honor to have you. Uh, everybody that lives in this cave wears Kenetrek, and uh, we live and die by them. And I think Hopefully we have a, not die. a whole bunch of. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to tell you, there was an old, you know, as a kid growing up in Iowa, it's an honor to die with your boots on. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. If I got see Jim knows if oh, I got yeah. if I got to die with something on, I, I definitely want to die with my Kenetreks on. <laughs> Yeah, we all got to go some way. <laughs> exactly. Well, I hope these are better all, that than a pair of Crocs. Many, many, many <laughs> pairs of uh, Kenny Treks down the road. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I hope so too. But anyway, it's uh, it's great to have you there. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the story of Kenny Trek, uh, how Jim went out and did this, and uh, and he's got two partners. We should mention them too. Uh, Stu Stewart, right? Yeah, Stuart. Um, Stuart is my buddy. Um, we both have a background in the same uh, um, genre of life uh, before our outdoor um, involvement. So I always love seeing him at uh, shows. He is uh, sure. he, he's a good dude, man. And your other partner's name, help me with that real quick. It's it's Robert. He's a, he's an eye doctor and you know pretty hardcore hunter as well. Right. So you have an eye doctor, a mm-hmm. um, financial advisor. 
yeah. a CFP, and yeah. and you. This and, is starting to sound like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and a rabbi and an attorney <laughs> says the right. says the right. dentist. Are you not going to put your mic up to your mouth today? Oh, it's too many. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. Today's going to be a good day, so I can't I can't wait to hear the story. So I, you know, without further ado, let's just turn it over, Jim. I would love to hear um, what day and where you were sitting, and if you had a beer involved when you said I'm going to start a boot a mountaineering boot company, um, and we're going to go be one of the most recognized, iconic footwear in the, the sheep hunting and really now the hunting world. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was way back. I mean, now at this point, I can't believe how old I am and, and uh, you know, how much water has gone under the bridge, so to speak. But that was back in 2005. And so I had actually spent an entire career at Schnee's. You know, I, I'm sure you've heard of that company as well. Yes. Uh, but anyway, they sold. And, and like I say, I had two founding partners and uh, uh both of them didn't know each other, but they were like one in each year for about 10 years. They were telling me you need to, you know, go do your own thing. And, and I was like, okay, well, you know, now what do I do? You know? So the company sold and I thought, you know, it was a really difficult time because of course the new owner, you know, basically planned on keeping me around for a long time. And, and so I basically had to make that decision that if the time was ever right for me to try, you know, to, to do my own thing. And I was pretty comfortable. And so, you know, sometimes it's almost like you're, you're better off if you're desperate. Right. I mean, cause you're hungry and you're, <laughs> and, and I wasn't that it was just uh, what allowed me to make the decision finally was um, not even so much to try and fail. Right. Cause if I, I told my wife, I said, if this doesn't work, we're going to be living in a trailer at three forks, you know? <laughs> Um, so I've, I've, I've been looking at that same trailer park at a few different times. In my life. <laughs> yeah. but it, I mean, and, you know, God bless her. She was, uh, she said, you know, you, you gotta do what you're meant to do and you gotta do what's going to make you happy. I don't want you miserable. And, and that's what really allowed me to finally make the decision to take that huge leap of faith. I mean, just a uh, very, very scary thing. And, and uh, the, what, what kind of allowed me to put it all together was I thought it, it wasn't even so much failing and moving to the trailer park. It was uh, if I didn't try and regretting it, you know, like all of a sudden I'm 50 or 55 and I had, you know, I had been given this golden opportunity and I didn't do anything with it. That would have been uh, uh, really worse in my mind. So. So we, we pooled all our resources together and felt like uh, strapping a parachute on and base jumping off of a bridge. I mean, it was just insane. <laughs> yeah. and, and so that was in 2005, right? And, and so right away I had to, you know, because all my previous designs, I had to redesign. And so I, I spent almost, you know, the better part of that year just on the design table and and coming up with orders and I mean, just all, all kinds of stuff, you know, building relationships and, and all of that. So we didn't sell our first boots till 2006. And I think that whole year was really to relatives. That was about it. <laughs> uh, so it was a slow start. And then, 
And then 2008, we all remember what happened then, right? So, right. no, so, what, what happened then? Stuart and I could yeah. do it. We could do another podcast. Oh, on that. you, you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> so now, you so, came, you came to market at perfect time, brother. Yeah, perfect, perfect timing. Can you imagine <laughs> us going in and saying, "Hey, we've got this awesome high-end boot that we want you guys to, you know, come on board with"? And it's 2008. I mean, they're every single dealer. It's just like. We are just trying to keep the doors open. And everybody in that marketplace just lost 45% of their net worth that's going to buy those boots. And the last thing they want to do. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, it was. So it was some, let's just say it was some lean years when we started out. I mean, it was uh, really tough. And I'm just stubborn enough. and, And my other two partners, I mean, they're really, you know, kind of like brothers to me, but they're even as stubborn or more stubborn than I am. And, and we just uh, persevered through with bulldogged determination and, and just like would, you know, we just would not take no for an answer. And we, you know, shifted our goals down and, and we lost a pile of money. I mean, just like I used to joke to my partners that, you know, that we'd, we'd see the curve and the curve was going straight down. And I'd say, well, we're just getting a run at it to get up the other side. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. and that was funny for about until year three and then it kind of wore a loaf in <laughs> their life i think we might like, understand some of that around here <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's just but i mean how many businesses right i mean that's a, a pretty normal course of action that you just hope you have enough capital or access to capital to be able to get through that uh, those brutal startup costs and so we, we uh, just leased a building, uh, you know, here in, uh, on the outskirts of Bozeman. And, and I think we started with 5,000 feet. And then, you know, by the time we were four years in, we leased another 6,000 feet. And then, you know, I mean, just we, we kind of just stepped up all the way along. About every four years, we've had to uh, take some kind of a larger increase in size. And boy, we're full again. How big is your building now? Uh, it's thirty six thousand feet. Now, how big? So. How big is the front part where you come in and you got the mounts and and you, your showroom, which is absolutely yeah, beautiful. Yep. Everybody yeah, listening, if you've never been there, you that's that's a destination location. And it's Bozeman. easy to find now too. It's right at basically right at four corners, uh, yeah. between Gallatin Gateway and and um, Belgrade and Bozeman. It's within what a block or two. Right. It's find. right behind the big Sims uh, waiter company. You know, yep. they're kind of our neighbors. And close to the hockey arena, isn't it? Yeah, we're yeah we're in that same subdivision. Yeah, see, I, that's actually yeah. that's a brewery or a, a distributing company now. So I and I met Jim back, you know, what eight nine years before you started Kenetrek when you were with right. Schnees. And Bozeman yeah. was, I mean, it was growing then, but it's crazy change. There was oh. only a couple outdoor companies in Bozeman at that point. Now, right. now there's, I mean, like it's the it's the hit place to move to. So I yeah, it's just it's unreal how many companies are here. I interrupt your question. I, I would like yeah. to know the answer to that too. Yeah, what is the square just footage that front end? We've been in it and it's it's super nice and it would it's uh, something oh that's that about four thousand feet oh, is wow. what that is. And so when we first came in, you know, we knew uh, that's one of the reasons we bought the building is we knew we had that's that's the one thing I didn't anticipate is how many people would come to see the place. Right? They just wanted to come because you know we started to get a. a little bit of a following and, and become pretty prominent. And 
So all of a sudden we had people coming and we're, we're like in a warehouse or other, you know, I mean, we have nothing to show them. I mean, there was no wood on the wall. There's nothing. I mean, it was industrial warehouse. It's like, a, it's like and, having a bone cave in a garage. Uh, even <laughs> lower than that. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was basically an industrial office when I would come and yeah. see you. That's what this oh, totally. is, right? This is yeah. an office yeah. with an industrial well, we, thing But in you the actually have, they actually didn't have a showroom. Now he has an amazing trophy room. And, no, no, no. That's what yeah. we're talking about. The yeah. 4,000 square feet. Yeah, we had yeah. nothing. I mean, oh, every you're saying, single person that yeah. would, yeah. yeah, every single person that would come in, they would scratch their head and go, somehow I thought it would be bigger. <laughs> and so I was like, I think we missed something here. If they're going to make this pilgrimage to come and find us. And at that time, you know, like Google would send them across the highway to a substation, you know, <laughs> my brother was working for me at that time. And that he'd, I'd come into the morning. He says, yeah, we got two circling and he'd be out there like a air traffic controller, you know, calling them in, like he's waving out in the street, like, yeah, we're over here. <laughs> we have that too. And then when they come oh, to our crazy. front door, Brad says, uh, we're not open, go away. So I, I but, that, but I, I don't have an eye doctor. I have a dentist as a partner. So I don't know, you know, Bob's social skills, but Brad sometimes can be rudimentary at best. So anyway, sure. <laughs> I'm teasing. I, I try to bring, uh, everybody's welcome here. If you're driving by, stop, I'll let you in. I promise. I won't do that anymore. Anymore. <laughs> anyway, that's hilarious. So, can we back up to? I have. I'm going to ask you a personal question. What day did you wake up and say, "Listen, I'm going to be the great designer of mountaineering boots for a said uh, big name brand," and then I have to go redesign them all? But I got it in me, and I'm going to go out on my own. Was this a childhood deal? Did you? Uh, I mean, no. what the hell? I, I don't. I don't no, know how I you start that. Yeah, I don't. Are you I, Donald Pliner? I, You're the Donald Pliner of the hunting industry, huh? That's a big yeah. shout out to all the women that listen to this. Probably more like the Al Bundy of the food industry <laughs> is what I would say. Um, maybe. Well, I know who that guy is. <laughs> the, the Donald Pliner has these guys for a loop, but you know who Donald Pliner is, don't you, Jim? I do, yeah. <laughs> well, he's definitely not Dan Cena. <laughs> he doesn't swear enough. <laughs> uh, so, so what? So, I, I, I got to know. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I went to school in Bozeman, and, and you know, so I was trained in engineering, mechanical engineering. Ah. And so, you know, I have some basis, but what the heck that had to do with boot manufacturing? Very, very wow. little. Wow. You know, and then, like I say, when I worked at at Schnee's, I came on board there. They didn't even have a computer. You know that I'm, I'm aging myself now big time right but um that's you know kind of where we started so i ended up you know um developing their e-commerce site that was when you know the web sales were first coming on and, and i learned you know desktop graphic design and, and catalog layout and advertising layout so i really became as much of a marketer as uh, as a product designer. So did you design the boots then though early and then were they yes. w and they were just like with a, seriously like an do you have an artsy background where you could draw them out and kind of say this is what I want them to look like. I know we need a rubber rand. I know I know a, I, I a want, little bit. I, I yeah. mean I had more of a hardcore uh, experience, you know, with the repair shop and 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 then the other thing is that I have a love, an absolute love for mountain hunting and I have horrible feet right? That is like the worst combination in the world. And so, um, you know, then having a little bit of a, the mechanical background, I, I recognized that, Hey, 
you know, there has to be a better mousetrap and there has to be other people that uh, can really appreciate, you know, the, all oh, the, the blisters and the gashes that I went through. I mean, Brian, you probably remember some of those, right? I think we were <laughs> but, taping your feet a few times. Oh, we? oh my gosh. I mean, just want to cut them right off. You know, they were so bad. And, and, and I was wearing good boots. They just didn't fit properly. So what, yeah. what makes your boots different then? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, kind of secret saucy things that we do. But I mean, we all the way along, I've had a, a desire to make the boots better and better and better. I mean, I drive the factories absolutely insane because it's like they'll, they'll ask me, they'll say, can we just have one year where we don't change anything? And I'm like, no. As, as long as this I is like am, Mercedes is going to get better every as year. As long as I'm yeah. sucking oxygen at this company, exactly. you're changing the <laughs> I mean, if I, if I, you know, if I, if there's a year that I can't find a way to tweak or modify or improve, whether it's materials, design, whatever, the last I mean, anything, you know, yeah. I mean, we that because there's all. I mean, you know, Brian. I mean, you you you've been a, a gear guru for you know, the better part of your life. And, and I mean, there is always, I mean, innovation, it's just, it's just remarkable in materials and just looking at things differently, you know, how to build a better mousetrap. I mean, that's just, I kind of have that mindset. And and, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I've driven us all the way along. I probably had one of your first pairs of Kenetrex. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they've came a long way, you know, I mean, because before I wore Kenetrex, I were start off with Danner. And then yep. Rocky, and then Mandel, yep. and they were all too wide for my feet. And then right. even the first Kenetrex were a little too wide. And then we, and then you started going and changing. You and I actually have the exact same feet, almost. So when yeah. you when you would order a custom pair of boots, you would just have an extra pair for me. <laughs> I would. No, it's I true. Would. Yeah. Because Jim, Jim and I did a back. Giddy, he was yeah. my guinea pig. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Jim and I, I mean Jim built my website for my hunting business because Jim's freelance business on the side was yes. doing websites for for hunting and type companies and so i met jim just because i moved to bozeman in 90 i think january 96 and i met him within a year of living there i would go right. there you know I, I used to go there and all those you know the dana designs and you know northern lakes trading company and the broadhead company not the broadhead the um uh, the site bow site company so sure yeah that's yeah. that's interesting. So you, this was a destiny play for you. You were supposed to be a uh, literally. I mean, how else can you say that? You went to school, became an engineer, started working in a boot shop, uh, started fixing them. Said, "Listen, right. I can I can figure a better one out." And here you are today with one of the most iconic mountaineer hunting boots in the industry, if not the most iconic. Yeah, I'd I mean, say yeah, the hunting industry, and, and we've yeah. been, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'd love to just beat my chest and say, yeah, I did this, I did this, but, I mean, it, we, we have been ridiculously blessed. I mean, like all the way along. I mean, it, it, it I mean, sometimes we look at each other and we're like, did that really just happen? I mean, it was other it than two thousand and eight. So, Jim, do you yeah. do you <laughs> wear the uh, the ever step two? Then you guys, you and Brian, wear the same boot essentially. Um, no, Brian has, he's, he's basically worn himself out. Like I, I say I'm 75. He's like 95 in his <laughs> orthopedic uh, structure. Yep, we're talking, <laughs> so, we're talking about Brian Martin, not Brian Maimon. I just want everybody to know that. Brian yeah, Maimon okay. just looks Sorry. like he's 95 with his, oh, I mean, I mean that distinguished. So, so, beard so you're picking on being gray and cause I have gray hair. So I don't dye my beard. I don't dye my hair, but at least I have hair. Oh my so, gosh. No doubt. Um, oh, oh. 
<laughs> so you don't wear the ever the, the orthopedic. You what do you wear? No, I don't. What what I boot don't do you need, wear? I don't need to as of yet. So I I try to wear all of the boots, you know, mm-hmm. just so that I have at least some, you know, some uh, uh, point of reference. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. you know you have to have that credibility that it's like no, I don't wear them. I mean, it was pretty funny. I I went to grab my hard scrabbles before show season this year. And I think Brian, uh, you might have even pointed that out when I saw you at shot show. You're like. What the heck, dude? You're, you're not even wearing your own boots. Well, I, I put my hard scabbles on, and I'm like, those are so ratty looking. I cannot wear those to a show. <laughs> and so I tell Denise, who's been with me forever, you know, like, I think we've worked together for 30 years now. But um, I said, Denise, can you get me a new pair of hard scabbles? She's like, not a chance. We got like, you know, a hundred back orders, you know. Oh my gosh, gonna, that, that's I, that's I mean, the I president and CEO of Kenetrek. Actually, zero. I feel really good Nothing. right now because I wanted a new pair of hard scrabbles too, and I got the yeah. big uh, back ordered. So oh. I told Lindley, I said, "Are you shitting me?" Because I wear yeah. red laces in mine, as you yeah. know. And yeah. uh, and you saw mine and went, "Ooh, those look a little rough." And I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> at least I have them on, Jim. Yeah, at least exactly. I have them on." So I got some. We got were some we were in Mexico. Yes, you did. I love it. He, he did. And and so just so you know, my world before this world, that was my preference, though. Johnston, Johnston yeah. Murphy. So anyway. Yeah, we were in Mexico yeah. and I made Brian leave a pair down there. I was like, dude, yeah. you're not even bringing you're not even bringing those uh, Kenny Treks back on the plane. I'm, I, I forbid you. <laughs> Well, and sure, I will yeah. tell you this. Even the guide said, dude, do you, can you know you can get those resold because they were super smooth? And then the one guide in his broken English says, oh, those are Kenetrex. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, he, that was more than broken and, English. And, and, and he was, like, coveting them. And I, I asked him if he would like those. And his eyes lit up. And Brad's like, no one in their right mind would wear those oh pair of Kenetrex. Right. But right. you know what? Hey, to one's loss is another game. If Brian would have shipped those to you, Jim, <laughs> to have them yeah. resold, yeah. you, you would have sent him a nasty note. I'm not touching <laughs> yeah. these things, man. Oh, yeah. He's, so. He is, trust me, Brian has sent me many boots over the years that I've seen just completely smooth. I mean, like, you mean, you mean, ripple this, mean me, Brian, or Maimon Brian? <laughs> no, not you, Brian, who's who he's talking yeah. about, because he's. we have three Brians at the table. Yeah, for all what, you listeners. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah you're, you're okay. But yeah, uh, Brian, um, Brian Martin, because yeah. he used to be my guinea pig. So that was the deal, is he had to send me his boots back at the end of their life. Oh, and, to, and to I mean, see, it's like the Toyota they, with a million miles yeah. you got to inspect. Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm they were do. unbelievable. <laughs> now I you're going to have. I never had one pair of boots resold because by the time the sole no. was gone, the rest of the boot was worse. Shot. I mean, just absolutely. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, would it would be leaking around. and it would be. Yeah. Well, oh, good because now I'm Brian Mayman, me. I I'm used to wear out one and a half to two pairs a year. And I'm just going to send him to he knows, not expecting anything. I just want to send him so he knows somebody else is using him. That I had much. some pretty hard years there. Oh, you did. Man, oh, man. So what's your yeah. go-to boot then? What's your favorite? My favorite probably, because I do a lot of bow hunting still. And, and you know, so I'm on this this uh, quest. Like I, I mentioned that I, you know, have been super lucky on the mountain hunts. And I've drawn a ridiculous amount of tags. And and I mean, really, like, I, like without any question, I think I'm the luckiest permit drawer that I've ever heard of. I mean, it's... How many I sheet think, tags? Um, Brian, right now I'm at 19 one or drawn what i would call once in a lifetime permits 19 and i mean that's like and, and so how ridiculous. many sheep how many sheep i know that 
two Rockies in Montana, two deserts for sure. What else have you drawn for sheep tags in the North America? Well, I won two sheep hunts at the Sheep Foundation one year. You won um, two at the, you won two, two. not yeah. So do you do you two at the um, same time? Yeah. Do you participate in group purchasing of lottery tickets? Because I'd like to be involved in your group. <laughs> no, like like everybody, you know, like everybody would come up and they'd always rub me. You know, my brother used to say, "Don't touch him. He sucks the luck out of you like a vampire." <laughs> <laughs> that that actually might be a good point your brother has there. So that's right. Yeah, yeah I think you you won. Didn't you win a doll sheep and then a Marco Polo the same year? Yeah, I, I actually have, have won two Marco Polos in my life. And, and uh, yeah, it's been just ridiculous. A couple of doll sheep thrown in there for good measure. And wow. Yeah, a couple of stone sheep. You know, I mean, it's been just ridiculous. You're welcome because I don't take any of the luck. Yeah. <laughs> I support the fiscal opportunity for those draws to survive. And, yeah. and continue forward, and you're the drain on them. I just want you to know. Yeah, well, I, I for sure am. And Jim, but I've, I mean, I've I've capitalized on that, and you know, I mean, it, it's like so, you know, so you always set these goals, and, and like I didn't ever anticipate that I would get a grand slam of sheep, let alone then go around again and get an archery grand slam of sheep. And you almost have three slams, I think, don't you? Aren't you one sheep away from three? I don't even know, Brian. I mean, well, now, so now I'm I'm on the the whole super slam, the archery super slam, thing. Yeah, and so so I'm trying to you know kind of go in that direction, and that again is just ridiculous. So I've I've got uh, I think I've got about eight of those left to go, and so I'm just trying to kind of focus and put my you know energy in in that direction. So where do you see the future? Obvious. Well, first of all, let's back up. Let me ask you this question before I go there. Um, how has COVID affected uh, Kennetrek? What have you seen from COVID? You know, obviously the world goes uh, uh, COVID, COVID, COVID. It either made you or broke you. What have you seen with uh, your boots? You know, we were we were pretty fortunate. You know, like I mean, obviously when when uh, they shut us down in in uh, when was that early early. Uh, can't remember now 2019 right or no 2020 early in 2020 the governor closed us down and and you know basically everybody's going home and i mean it's it's like what the heck do we do you know i'm like i'm like okay everybody's going home and then one of my dealers is actually like like he really wanted some boots that were coming in <laughs> and he contacted me and said uh, he's he's like a, a lawyerly type and he says you know if you actually read down through that i think you guys qualify as essential services because you sell to military law enforcement um fire department you know because we had a lot of uh you know a lot of those different products that we had branched out to you know over the years and so i kind of read that and i thought well okay and so we never officially closed down a hundred percent we sent everybody home we did uh you know uh, continue to pay them and, you know, had the, the PPP government assistance to be able to do that. And the funny thing was that we kept the managers, you know, and so the poor managers, man, they were hustling and running. And, and so we had a little bit of a decline, but, you know, by and large, I mean, they, they worked double duty, you know, the, the management team. Your did. boots are made in Italy. Is that right? Um, you know, we, we do a lot of different things, oh. you know, so we, so the primary mountain boots that you're familiar with, yep. most familiar with, those are made in Italy. That um, didn't help the, when COVID hit Italy and shut down. Oh, I mean, it hit it, it so hard. 
yeah, it hit it so hard and, and they were shut down for a long time. And then, you know, I mean, we, you know, so that obviously that that's the, the front end of that pipeline, you know, but then the transit was terrible as well. I mean, it was just really, really difficult. Uh, but we, we ended up uh, coming out of that. And we, we ended up hosting a small game, believe it or not. I mean, like wow. out of that year, which is, is just remarkable. Well, that's so cool. then everybody came back and then the, it was like, wow, the, you know, the floodgates were opened on the demand and it, it's actually has not stopped since. I mean, we have not been able to satisfy, you know, we've been growing in the 30 to 40%, probably uh, the desire has been 50 or 60%, but there's just no way we can fulfill that, that, uh, you know, everybody wanting to, to, you know, take stock of their life and, and hit the bucket list. Well, just exactly what you guys are experiencing still, right? I mean, it's like, there's nothing like a pandemic to make you take stock of your life and what's important. Yeah, and that's absolutely what we've seen too, because people went, you know what? The only thing I'm going to yeah. miss about buying a great quality pair of boots is the 500, counting the $500 in my account because I'm not going to miss right. anything else. The only thing I'm going to miss about buying this elk hunt for six or 7,000 bucks is counting yep. the six or $7,000 in my account. And the fact right. of the matter is I'd rather have the elk on my wall, the experience in my yep. memory and in my life and the boots on my feet and the hell with the money in the account because I can't take it with us. And a pandemic exactly. can create an opportunity where I need to sit there and think about something. <laughs> Right, exactly. So, and that and that continues, you know. Today, and now I've got concerns for the future, you know, like uh, as far as you know, where does uh, it go? In, you know, inflation, and I mean, you know, we're in, we're in. Uh, I mean, it's like the, there's going to be ripple effects from this pandemic for decades. You know, I mean, so, it, it's just not going to go away. I, I have a, you know, you're right. I have a personal question for you. Um, uh, from I'm going to be selfish for a minute with this time. So the the new fire boots that you rolled out three or four years ago, right? The, yes. Uh, um, yes. So obviously you do good with uh, with our BLM fire guys and people all over the country with those. Right. I mean, it, it, basically those customers, those customers have driven our our product. You know, like like I say, when I started. We actually started with the rubber bottom insulated pack boots, you know, and those are produced primarily. We do some light assembly here, but they're mainly made in Thailand, um, you know, because that's where where the rubber is located. You know what I'm talking right. about? The, yep. rubber bottom, yeah, the rubber bottom bean style pack boot. Right? Yep. I mean, yep. That's where we actually started. And then I had the desire for the mountain hunting. And so that kind of drove us into the, you know, the whole entire hunting arena. Well, the customers that would cross over and and fall in love with the support of their boots they would say you know hey i'm a wildland firefighter in my day job and why don't you make this boot and i'm like i don't know what you know i i don't know anything about that i mean that's big government regulations and you know you got to pass all of these certifications and i mean they just literally pounded on us i mean same thing with uh, we have a steel toe lineman you know that that is is the best lineman boot that has ever been built bar none without question really and that was all that was driven completely driven by our customers just just almost demanding i remember i i, I mean our customers i mean god love them it's it's like i remember seeing a guy that would come to the shows and he says i'm here for my my annual chewing out session, why you don't develop a boot. I'm like, okay. And I would listen. 
And it, I mean, he literally would come back year after year after year, you know, saying that you just have to develop these boots. And so eventually I would kind of relent and say, okay, well, if this guy's that passionate about it, there probably is a pretty significant market. And so, and so our company, as we've developed, we've just cobbled together all of these different marketplaces with basically uh, similar or the same fundamental benefits of the mountain boots. Wow. So this this windland fire, okay, or I'm sorry, windland wildland wild, fire, wildland, wildland yeah. fire, fire. The correct. wildland fire boot um, does not have a membrane in it. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, and, you you, you, you wouldn't so, want a membrane in there. It's it's made for breathability. And I mean, there's uh, again, like our last, you know, like we we were arrogant enough to to like with Brian's uh, Brian Martin's assistance, you know, we were uh, uh, just maybe ignorant enough to, to not realize the difficulty of creating your own foot shape. And right. so we went through a whole entire process of building our own last, which is the, the shape that the boot is built around. Wow. And so I was able to use some of my engineering degree, but also just the basics of understanding blistering, understanding footbeds, understanding North American feet, which are somewhat different than European feet. Um, you know, there's a different physiology there. And so, uh, uh, you know, we, we embarked on that whole journey. Well, all of a sudden somebody gets just, they, they find the fit that they absolutely love. Well, all of a sudden they want that in their work boots, right? The same exact Same thing. last. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy because the yeah. fit, I have a narrow, a narrow foot with a higher narrow heel taller yeah. heel. I mean, yeah. that's the typical North American fit, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever traveled much to Europe, but they're, they're significantly shorter. And I don't know how to technically describe they're not normal size people. So they're darn sure going to be, they got like, they would have a, Brian. they would have a wider heel, right? They're, they gringo. Grande like, gringo. Have you ever seen a uh, Frodo, you know, from Lord of the yes. Rings, The Hobbit? Yes. That's the, that's more their, I mean, that's obviously an extreme, but that's more the physiology. If you go there, like, like for me, I, you know, other people look at, you know, good looking girls or whatever. I just look at people's feet. That's, I mean, it's. Just <laughs> so you, you're I've admitting had. you have a foot fetish. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> a total foot fetish. Oh my gosh. I, mean, I, look, so, at, I yeah. look at everything. Everybody's you and Brian feet. Martin can travel oh, together and you would see no. two different things totally for sure. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm aware of my feet, but I don't check out the feet as much. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, just, it's a malady that I suffer from for sure. But, so, so uh, quick question with these boots. Um, have you ever thought about putting, or can you put the mountain extreme soles on them? On what? On the uh, wildland fire. Yeah. Fire. So the wildland fire, um, we basically came up with an outsole design, and I kind of knew where I wanted to head. Um, like if you think about the mountain extreme, that's a more of a sandwich sole, right? So it uses right. a very soft EVA in between, which yep. is awesome for adhesion. Uh, and then it has a rubber skin, which is the, the heaviest part of the boot. And that's minimized as much as possible. So the goal there is to keep the boot as light as possible. And it also provides and cushioning. cushioning and, and then it requires a little bit more labor because they've got a, you know, the, it really requires artisans to be able to trim that in and, and, you know, smooth that all out. Well, the problem with that boot is it's completely heat sensitive. It'll and melt. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you just cannot use that boot in any kind of a, a 
wildland fire application. So I knew we had to develop an all rubber version of that same uh, kind of outsole. And so that was ridiculously expensive for a company our size at the time. But I knew if we did that for our guide series, then we would be able to use the same molds for the rubber compound that's required for the wildland fire. Yep. And then the same molds that are for the military, which requires a coyote ground coloration. So you, you, you see kind of where I'm headed there. Like yep. we developed yep. the, the so, molds for you know, one style of boots, and then we were able to take those to all of the other styles so by different compounds. So your guide boot, which I'm wearing right now, I'm wearing your guide ultra, and Correct. that boot sole is all rubber. It doesn't have any of the, the foam. Correct. I call it, well, It's not EVA or polyurethane. What do they call that in the middle? In the guide yeah, boot, uh, it's all rubber. No, but it's in the other rubber. one, what's the, what's the middle layer in, in the mountain extreme called again? It's a urethane, a polyurethane. <clears throat> yeah, so or, or ours, ours are, is EVA. <laughs> so your guide boot, your mountain, your fire boot, I mean, and then your like your special ops boot type, they all have the same sole as a guide boot, correct? Correct. Yeah, but different compounds, right? So, so the military has to have a coyote brown coloration. The uh, wildland fire has to have a completely different uh, rubber formulation that you can actually light it on fire. And you take away the ignition source, oh. and it self extinguishes, right? I mean, hmm. so that is oh, that's really difficult to to get that done, that kind of temperature, and that, that sole is going to delaminate. Oh, okay, so let me ask you this: with that boot, um, would that be a good one for every day for a guy like me? Um, I've thought about buying it, but so because I don't like the membrane, my feet do sweat sometimes. Yeah, I mean, so you you. you I mean, I'd say that membrane, even though there's no insulation membrane, I mean, it's, it's going to be 15 to 20 degrees and uh, is, is the difference. And, and that's, that's just cooler. from practical application. Yeah. Really? And so, so the boots that you could wear would be also our desert guide is like yep. the hard scrabble hiker height um, with yep. that K73 and no membrane. So we designed that specifically for uh, the desert sheep guides, you know, down in Mexico. And they just absolutely love that. I might say this the wrong way, and I don't mean to be offensive if I am, but what I really like about the Mountain Extreme is the tennis shoe fit and the yes. sole, how soft it is. And I, yes. don't, I don't know if you bend it so it rocks like this rocker deal. Um, I've mm -hmm. read something on it. I don't know if that's just a marketing thing, but I love your the, the tennis shoe feel. I mean, I don't care if I have to throw it away in three years. Like, obviously, you heard Brad right. say he makes me. But the, the, just the entire fit and that immediately that immediate feel. So um, I, I really like yeah, that. So that, so that wildland fire is going to fit just almost exactly the same oh, as, the, as the mountain extreme non-insulated, right? Except for it's not going to have that membrane, so it's going to run a little bit cooler. And you know you're speaking um, so so that that's why that boot is so strong because you think about the traditional very best quality boot that's always been like the white smoke jumper right the the mold to your foot all leather I mean just an absolutely beautiful boot the problem is with that boot it weighs eight pounds our boot weighs four pounds and provides similar support so it's just taken the industry by storm. Well, the, I I'll tell you I have your desert guide boot I've I, I've not worn all the boots that you guys make but probably a half of them and the desert guide boot for me it's a shorter boot 
And I, as you know, I have bad ankles and right. the way the soles are on that, it's super hard and they wear really good, but I'll roll my ankle in that. So for me, I would have yeah. to, I, I, I basically wear your ortho boot or your guide ultra only. Um, right. you know, the ortho is basically your mountain extreme with an orthopedic ankle brace in it. And right. so, I mean, for, so if you're a good person who has a weaker ankles, I'm guessing that your firefighter boot is going to be better than your, your, your desert guide boot for ankle support. Yeah. Much better, but it's going to be more like the mountain extreme. I mean, there's nothing that can really rival that orthopedic, you know, having the brace built right into the, it it stopped me from, it stopped me from going through 30 rolls of athletic tape a year, taping my ankles. So if, if, does there anything that the orthopedic boot, what do you give up by wearing it? You a couple ounces more weight. Yeah, a little bit of flexibility, side flexibility, right? Like some people that, you know, like Brian has to have that, right? Because otherwise he's going to, he's just going to slip right out of his ankle joint. And, and, you know, we've, a few of us have seen that. It's a fairly disturbing. uh, Oh yeah. I I have to roll back over my back and on my back and pop my ankle back in because my foot is pointing at my face. It's like really gross. You know? we, so, I would prefer to pay well, to see that. I've done I mean, it 23 you could times. This shit. You could actually do it right now. Yeah, we, oh, can, we can monetize no, this. We no. can film this for our audience. It's bad, isn't it, Jim? <laughs> it's really gross. I mean, it's just like, I mean, you're thinking, you know, he's not going to make it, you know. I mean, it's just, uh, but anyway, that's, a, you know, but there's a lot of people, especially as you get older, you know, that, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the sins of your youth. They all come out after 50. You know? Well, I'm just and wondering. Mine came out after 25. Well, I know. But <laughs> yeah. You, you put some weight in your backpack, you know, you're, I mean, I'm just wondering, cause I've not ever worn it and he's got the narrowest feet, like yes. Chinese, yes. Uh, Chinaman. Well, I got a, I got a C width. I don't have a B width, but I got low volume. The same as Jim. Yeah. I got that same foot. Yeah, we can interchange yeah. boots. In fact, I went from 11 to 11 and a half when you went from 11 to 11 and a half. It's <laughs> yeah. true, though. It's tr- true. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> exactly. That, that's super, super. So there's a lot of science so, to this. Kind of like oh, there COVID, is. COVID and masks. Well, it's, there's yeah. a lot of science to it. It makes sense. Well, one of, the th- joke. one of the things I love. Well, yeah. you know what I love yeah. about Jim's. What I love about Jim's boots, he's the only company. That can fit a guy like myself with the skinny feet, low volume feet, and then you can go to a medium foot, right? Which is your standard boot is actually a little bit narrower than like a Mindel or a right. Mendel, a Handwag or a Los, not the La Sportiva, but the Scarpa. So I can't mm-hmm. wear any of those boots really unless I put a double insole in. I got to put a flat one, then the ortho in. And then you got the wide version, which fits the guys that usually had to wear a Handwag or a Mendel wide. Right. So you can fit almost anybody in your boot. And so for me, the biggest selling point is you can send a guy to Kenetrek and literally they'll have a boot that will fit somebody. Where like I can wear La Sportiva, I can wear Loa, but forget Handwag, Mendel, Scarpa. I, I can't wear that stuff. Your boot, mm-hmm. anybody, Brian, myself, bleep brad everybody here women you know they can all pretty much find a boot with you that'll work and that's what probably the for me the biggest selling point of your company is fit i've had to go away from incredible boots that just don't fit Mm -hmm. my feet yeah well i mean that the again the whole driving force was the fact that i have terrible feet you know i mean like i i suffered i mean i'm talking freakish gashes you know of blisters because I mean, those are good quality boots, but they just didn't fit my foot, and there was nothing you could do to, to so mobilize I, I, your foot inside of the boot. I yeah. got I got to tell you a story, Jim, about Kenetrex. I was going on a sheep hunt in um, Alaska, doing a doll sheep hunt, 
And the outfitter said, I want you to wear these uh, Choya waders. Oh, yeah. Yep. He said, get some Choya waders. And then what I want you to do is I want you to put Keens on and then just buy a half size or a size too big and then that neoprene sock. And then you just roll them down into your gaiters and then you just pull them up. Well, so I have a really, really bad left ankle. Um, I've had, uh, is it the ligaments or the tendons once they're stretched? Your ligaments. The ligaments. Yeah. So I, I rolled it so many times in sports and yeah. I, and that my ligaments, and then like once, once I turn it, it literally, uh, Brad, you've seen it. It just swells poof. up, poof, immediately like a big softball. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Jim, you're gonna have to plug things. your ears here because you're not gonna be happy with what <laughs> so, he did. So, no. So I go there, and and they're telling me this, and I got my Kenetrex there, or not, I, and I, a brand new, brand new pair of Kenetrex there, and I bought them a half a size too big. And you just got them. You didn't. There was no break-in period <laughs> no, either. There was no like, break. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not gonna do this Keen thing. This well, Keen thing in the mountains. Brian's like, here's what happened. Wrap his I had around. my Keens packed, and we stopped at Sportsman's Warehouse. Before we flew out, and I said, F it. I'm buying a brand new pair of Kenetrex. And Brad looked at me and shook my head. He goes, You're dropping six, seven bucks. I said, I don't think this is going to work for me. You haven't even broke them in yet, Brian. <laughs> this is not a good idea, Brian. I think you should rethink it. <laughs> so I get to camp, and we're sitting there, and my guide goes, Those are not going to um, drain water, and this concept's not going to work for you. I says, Oh, they're going to drain water. And he said, no, those are those have a membrane. Those are 400. You just poke holes you in did not. You I, did so not. I said, oh, he did. I, I said, oh, here's what we need to do. That campfire, I need a pliers and a nail. And I'll get this shit Burn taken some care holes. of really quick. So I took a nail. I put four holes in the inside of the insole right up above the foam. And I had, and they drained You have perfectly. self-draining wader boots. And I killed a damn With ram support. on the last day. <laughs> and my feet were in heaven the hope. In time, and I had a couple hot spots a couple times. I got yeah. no blisters, and I gotta oh, tell you, man. so it's way better than those plastic Kofalak boots, though. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, oh, yeah. let's let's so, see how. And I would have bought ski, a pair of them. Let's put ski boots on and try to climb a mountain. It's no. Yeah, right? right? I mean, no, that doesn't work. So, yeah, so on. I have bought more Kenetrex to ruin them than most people ever have. And then you put, <laughs> and then you put some uh, shoe goo. Or oh, something I came home and stuck shoe goo in the holes <laughs> and go. wore them for three more years until they fell nice. apart. Two more years. It's like a, it's like a convertible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So there's a Kenetrex story for you. And uh, oh, um, well, good. you bought new ones. I'll tell you. So in, in 2013, <laughs> Jim, I think I, you made a new guide boot last. And right. something changed, and I'd always been wearing Kenetrek with no break-ins. <laughs> so I right. get these, and the guide boot back then were super stiff, even stiffer than now, I would say, and heavier. Yeah. Super tough. And I put them on on a backpack grizzly hunt. I did not really try them other than around the house. And I used every piece of tape, <laughs> every piece of moleskin, every piece. My, my feet were so bruised because the heel pocket wasn't as good, and it was so stiff climbing the hills, right. and I was limping the entire hunt. And you changed the last, and, and that was the only pair of Canada Drag boots that I couldn't get to fit my feet. But, yeah. but you changed yeah. the last, and, and so even – even if you're used to wearing Canatrek, at least try them on a hike, you know, because I don't think you've changed the last since you went to the new ones now. I haven't seen any changes, really, in the last five, right. six years. But that right. was the we only time it. I ever cussed Jim on his boots because I literally had probably four rolls of tape gone, every single thing. <laughs> you know, it was, the, it was the, mo the only time I couldn't – it took my feet more than two weeks to recover 
because they were it bone bruised them. I had the same exact problem, but it was with a pair of Zomberlins. The one sheep hunt I've done in ten years without Kenetrex, I took a pair of Zomberlins to Russia, and it was either cut my feet off or blow my head off because I either one of them would have been better than because the heel pocket in those things were just like yeah. Oh, and you don't know until God. you, you got to we got to climb with weight. And once you climb, it was the heel pockets that got yeah. me. The rest of the stuff yeah. I could fix. It was the heel pockets were just bruising. So I would have to cut. I had this, luckily, this foam, and I cut a hole for kind of where your Achilles tendon would be, your, your, right where it attaches, and that helped. But, I mean, it was everything I had. I was It's the first time, everything in my boot. Then we did another backpack hunt with Uncle Ronnie in 2012. And, and it, was, it was, the hunt was so hard. Most people had Kenetrix, but I used my stuff on everybody's feet. I had zero left because we had six people on that hunt, and it took us wow. two, to, two to three days to get there and two days out. But the Kenetrix boots, I mean, I, I had to hardly tape anything. Hey, so, Jim, yeah. explain the rocker technology to all the listeners. Uh, I, or what, I don't know if I'm using the right words. Um, it, it's, yeah, that's, it's, it's that's correct. Like I mean, so, so yeah. The, yeah, the toe rocker, basically it just – it because it's a very stiff boot and so when you know like when you first get the boot that midsole has very little flex to it i mean it's 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 like a full board you know it's a it's a full length nylon midsole so until you, you will get some flex in that eventually but it takes about 40 miles you know for that flex to fully yeah. uh, form that boot to your foot so in the meantime we we kind of scalloped both of our both our last and our outsole where it has a toe rocker and so it's got about a 19 i mean the everstep actually has more you know the orthopedic boot actually has more of a 19 degree toe rocker even a little bit more so and that's when you make a boot that's really stiff side to side it allows you to have a little bit of, of better ambulation going forward so yeah. so it kind of rolls sense. as you walk if that makes sense yeah, yeah it makes sense and and i i thoroughly enjoy it it makes a lot of sense to me and that's a good – I've never heard you explain that and or anybody uh, – I've heard some attempts at it, but that makes total sense. Oh, from, from Stewie, from Stewart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the attempt? Exactly. Um, but you do a better job. Tell Stewart I said that. <laughs> I will. <laughs> yeah, Brian and I were coming home from a sheep – or no, it was a mountain goat hunt. Mountain goat, yeah. And we stopped and, you know, you, you at some point in your life you've had a million – foot measurements right yeah, we sure. went in we went in there and uh we sat down it's a bad sign when the guy goes oh my <laughs> <laughs> so so, so, we act, so we actually left and i handed brian my kenny treks and he gave me his and off we went happily these guys are actually were wearing the wrong sizes we were wearing the wrong and that's size. the nice thing about your show when you can stop in and get yeah. fit yeah you can get stop in and well, get fit i'd went yeah. up a size and yeah. um, with the he guy, went down a size. Uh, and he went down. So, and it was a half a size. It wasn't a full size. No kidding. Yeah, wow. we, we yeah, but, but it do, but, doesn't matter. We, but we switch boots. My left foot <laughs> is a full size bigger yeah. than my yeah. right, and he's like, "Oh my, this is a problem." Yeah. And so, because the you kind of discombobulated but, but, that physically, but, like that physically anyway. Most so people it, yeah. are most people are that way. <laughs> yeah. My right foot. That's true. I, I technically, like for example, I can wear eleven on my left foot, but my right foot I have to have eleven and a half, and that's not unusual. Where yeah, one most person, people, most people are a half a size different. I mean, it, it's very unusual to have somebody that measures exactly the same on both sides. And that would that would include length and width, 
right? I mean, right, it, it's very yeah. unusual so to you, have like perfect feet. So Why your deciding not? factor is either buy two pairs of boots and or. But basically, is you got to fit Buy your biggest foot. Bigger, bigger foot. Got to yeah. fit your biggest yeah, you, foot. Well, I've even tried different socks, and you know, because I I always get a little heel rub on my smaller foot. Speaking of yeah, which, they, tell us about the socks, because I've heard amazing things, and I I have not. Uh, I've oh not my. bought into that, so I need to buy into the so- socks. Gonna, we're going to get socks in these adventure hubs. We're going to have socks. Yeah, so. for sure. We, so, what did you do with the sock? Because Brad has a great point there. Well, uh, yeah, because I do every. Oh. I, I I'll test every combination of sock. Him? Yeah, I don't hear him. Oh yeah, he, no, I he can can't see hear him. us. I can yeah. see him. Darn I can't. it! There you go. There we go. There, there, there I got you. Yeah, I don't know if I got a bad Zach going on here or what. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, before before we hit the socks, I was going to tell you um, on that, if you're a full size off between your shoes, um, we will break a pair, right? So that is an option for you. And so we'll do that. It, you end up having to pay 50% more. But the thing is, I mean, Doesn't it's matter. like the fit will be absolutely fantastic for you. Yeah, like yeah. that pro- that whole issue of your, you know, your that's your issue. Ball. Your right foot I mean, is always well, a problem because yeah. your right knee, and, it, and yeah. yeah, that yep. that actually that's amazing. No, sh- oh yeah, well, yeah. I wonder yeah. if that we do a lot. I, I mean, we have we have a, to we do have with a my knee too. That's we good. have a whole rack of the single sides, right? So if you're really lucky, we'll always go back there and look, you know, just in case you have your, you know, your doppelganger or whatever that's right. out there. That's the opposite, right? Well, then, uh, you know, we may end up having one, and then we don't charge The problem with your right – because that's your – in my opinion, the foot has everything to do with yeah. coming up, right? You read it all the time. It's Obviously, always my Jim right knee that's It's sore. your right knee, yes. it's your right foot, and that knee's being stressed because you're not in the right boot all the time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely contact us. We'll, we'll get that taken yeah. care of. Ah, sure. this was worthy of that, yeah. too. So tell us about the socks. We want to know about okay. the socks. Yeah, on to the socks. And socks so, are so key. Yeah, the fun thing is about the socks, like, you know, like you think about all the things you can do with the boots, you know, so we have different widths, we have different heights, uh, you know, all different sizes, obviously. Um, And then we also have different foot bits, right? And so you can only take your fit so far. And the final adjustment is to find the absolute perfect snug fit, not overly tight, but a snug fit with a sock. And so I recognized that long, long time ago with all of the the trauma that I went through with my feet. And so I always knew that uh, socks would be a huge part of of what we wanted to offer. So the same kind of concept of what we do with our boots, I wanted to do with sock design because there's so many things that you can do uh, designing your own socks as far as thickness, as far as uh, playing around with materials, you know, as far as the merino wool revolution, I mean, all of those things, right? And so, you know, the hunt was on, I went through a couple different uh, factories and and finally found one that I could actually go in and design socks, right? And and tweak that and and play with those designs. And that has been phenomenal. So we have really, really good quality socks um, that are, you know, the perfect fiber blends, um, you know, merino wool and, and uh, the, you know, the man-made fibers, the, the spandex and elastic uh, and polypropylene, you know, for wicking and, and increased durability. I mean, so we we're, we're able to just go in and just create these absolutely incredible socks. And then we can vary the thickness to give you 
perfection in your fit with your boots. You know, obviously, can you tell I kind of have a foot fetish with, with well, this well, whole with this whole quest for perfection? Okay, so I got to tell you something that, that um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like uh, so I've been wearing these uh, alpaca alpaca wool socks, and yes. then I was telling Brad, and Brad's like, oh, so we got a pair, and then Brad's like, dude. I just ordered a whole new sock drawer of alpaca. This was years ago, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that makes me a little shitty because I introduced <laughs> you and then you capitalized on a concept I should have thought of. So then I went and did the same thing. And so I wore down and now I just found the perfect because I got to tell you, it's, it's I, I, okay. So this last pair of Kenetrex I ordered that I have on my feet right now, I ordered them at 10 and a half. And, yeah, ten and a half. Yep, I ordered them ten and a half. Do they fit? And they fit perfect because here's what I did. You got a real thin sock. I got the new it, every Kenetrek I had when I got the new Paca socks on. They were thinner, but my feet are always hot. And that 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 Paca wool, alpaca wool, seems to wicker them good, right? Right. And and the ones I have have some of that combination of material in it, and it's thinner. So I put them on with these ten and a halves. And they fit perfect. If I put a thicker, bigger, the heavier pack of socks on, because I wear the PAKA ones, which I would not advise now because I'm going to go to the Kenetrex. So you literally, I can get the thinner ones because I've just figured this out with my feet over the last, uh, and it's like it's the perfect fit right now because I have a thinner sock and it feels like total tennis shoe deal with me. Yes, yes, with all the support, yeah. So, so. We just need to get an education on these right. socks and put them on we're our website. To, we're going to have to go through the whole sock well, thing with these. Not, and, oh. with these and, no, I, I'm and, good I, with that. and I probably have as much of a sock fetish and boot fetish as <laughs> yeah, Jim. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't because I've had I, I've done super extreme backpacking my whole life, um, really up until the, until COVID really, and that's the first year that I didn't do a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but what I found. I, I always wear two socks because I always had skinny feet. I had to have two socks to get everything to fit. Some people with the fatter feet usually wear one. But with gym socks, he has short ones, tall ones. And if you're going to wear like the long underwear, say like the QU long underwear, the zip-offs and these, you want you have to have a tall, you know, basically a ski sock as your liner sock. A lot of people would wear a short liner sock. You make the best tall liner socks that I've ever used. And so you yeah. don't get that high water syndrome where those, you know, where your long underwear comes up. So I always pull on my my tall under sock and then I put my long underwear on, and then I put the your, your other sock on top. And that keeps it in there yeah. all day. I never have Good that explanation. Gap. Great and so, and, they, and, they and stay, I have at least twenty or twenty five pairs of gym socks. At what, least. What's your liner sock made out of? Is it's not made out well, of wool, is it? W- yeah, no, it's one hundred percent polypropylene. Mm-hmm. Is the is the liner sock, and it's a, it's the it's the uh, called the ultimate liner, and so it's not, you know it's it's very thin, but it's still padded, right? So we have yeah. guys that actually wear that as their only their single sock, you know, because they have either a. Yep high volume foot or kind of like what Brian was talking about where he wants that a little bit more of a snug fit. And there's guys that absolutely love that sock. And I mix up your socks. I mix up your socks. I might wear two of your mediums and I may wear the liner sock with your heavy, or I might wear the medium with the heavy depending on the boot. So if I have a tighter or looser boot, I change the socks. I always travel with a bunch of different sock varieties. And let's say if I want to, if I fall in the water, you know, you, you're trying to jump across a creek and you don't have your waders on, you go in. I always right. have a pair of Gore-Tex type socks. So I take off my two wet pair of Canatrex socks, put on like one of your medium weight, like ski socks, put the Gore-Tex socks in, put them back in the wet boot and just keep hiking. 
And I sure, basically yeah. I wear them yeah. dry over the course of a day or two where I can take right. off the Gore-Tex socks, put your, your socks back in. I dry my insoles out at night, take them out, and then it's ready to go. In two days, you've got pretty much dry boots again. See, and, and that's what I found after this sheep hunt this last year, 87 miles in eight days or nine days. or ni- Yeah, 87 miles in eight days. I, the toe box was just a little bigger, and so I thought, what do I have to lose to experiment with a 10-and-a-half Kenetrek uh-huh. and thinner socks? Hmm. And so I'm doing it now, and I like a smaller toe box because with all the problems I've had, neuropathy from frostbite, right. Um, just my feet have been beat to hell, and they're sensitive. My wife says, you know, I'm sensitive. I have a baby feet. Um, yeah, you can be super tough and, and have, like, soft feet. But I like that more snug fit because my neuropathy is always managed. Right. There's never that vibration feel in there. And so this has been, so far, perfect, and I've been hiking in them, and I'm super happy. So, Jim, would you want to do another one someday in the future, and we can do a one on fitting boots properly? Because I'm just sitting yeah. here thinking we should – do one on fitting boots someday yeah we we certainly could do that you know because there are you know there's there's a lot of people that just don't know um what you know all of these little fitting tricks and tips you know like like brian is that brian martin is talking about and brian you think about how old you are and you're still just learning you know like the tweaking of the socks or the uh the changing of the size and going with a little bit of a lighter sock i mean there's 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 just so much to it there, it's, it really a, it's is. a recipe. It's a recipe for the and perfect you, fit. Yeah. Boy, it is a recipe. Yeah, like like <laughs> if I'm going on, we're g- we're going to wait until I have an eleven and a half on my left <laughs> and an eleven on my right, because I That's I'll do right. you know I go I walk by Brian's house. He's I got a five mile loop and there's a pretty steep hill, and I'll try different insoles. I'll a lot of times I'll have different sock yeah. combinations. You mix it up. Different insoles in each boot. Well, do you have eleven and oh, a half yeah, right sure. now for your right side? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have eleven for my left side, and you can just try it and, oh, and put your it. own insoles in it yeah, yeah. and see how it works before you get Jim involved in splitting a pair. Right. But it's going to yeah. change your world, I think, man. Yeah, because oh, it will. It will. Yeah, that whole that whole difficulty that you've been fighting. I mean, yeah, that, that was me. That was my whole life. You know, I was fighting, 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 and I don't do that. It's just awesome. Well, man, I tell you what, this has been absolutely amazing. One last question for you before uh, we wrap it up. Your favorite sheep hunt ever. You got to pick one. I know you're going to go, oh, no. Uh, nope. I got I to gotta know your favorite one. Favorite one. Location, species. Favorite one. Holy smokes. Oh man, that that is so hard. Ah, that's a doozy. Well, I kept thinking this the whole podcast here today because this sucker has what did he say? Nineteen, nineteen, nineteen wins. Nineteen sheep, goats, moose, everything. Nineteen. No, I only have I only have thirteen sheep. Okay, thirteen sheep. But I'm going. Okay, Jim. I only have thirteen sheep. Let that resonate. Is that include your? Is that include your Marco Polo? Oh my gosh. Or is that North America? Yeah, yeah, it does. That's like brother, mother. Yeah. You know what? I would thirteen. I would probably have to say, um, just off the top of my head, the stone sheep with a bow, just because that is so. Hard. Oh, that's cool. Stone I mean, they're sheep all hard. Now you're just showing off, Jim. My archery stone sheep. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, that I mean, that ram was just so gorgeous and the sun lit him up and it was raining and I, you know, and then I got stuck out with my bow on this big rock and I had to sit there 
doing flexes to try to keep from going numb, you know. Wow. And he comes up and lays down, you know, like 65 yards in front so, of me. So uh, archery, archery shoot hunting, what's your average shot, do you think, distance-wise? Um, you know, I mean, they, the sheep especially tend to be longer, I mean, right. for sure. I mean, you're you're probably, you better be able to shoot 60 yards, you know. Um, and and um, these aren't easy flat football field sixties. Oh, these oh, are, no. these are Angu- angular 60. You got to know your yeah, cuts. Yeah. Wind. Oh my gosh. Oh, and the wind is terrible. And, and the, the elevation too, like if you're shooting on a side hill, you know, you just have to bubble up because you're going to tend to draw that bow, you know, to more towards right. the horizontal. That's just like another podcast. It's like canning that, your bow. Yeah. It's like canning your oh, rifle with a, you oh, know, it's terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. So but, but your I, I remember bought one funny story. My partner Bob, you know, he he killed the beautiful doll sheep um, with his bow, and and uh, he he ended up finally killing the sheep. And he said he just broke down and cried like a baby, you know. And and uh, he finally they had to climb all the way down and back up this crevasse. And he had shot him across this crevasse, and it was like forty five yards away. And he gets over there, and he's like, "Dang it! I left my rangefinder." <laughs> Oh. It's 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 forty five yards away, and he's like, "Yep, I'll tell you where it is if you want it." But I wasn't gonna go over there. It was only four hundred bucks. Three <laughs> <laughs> yards away, and he's gonna just left it there. Oh, uh, that, yeah. that his 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 partner got a <clears throat> like a thirty nine inch plus stone ram with us. Wow! In about two thousand and what was that? About two thousand seven, maybe eight, two thousand six, yeah. seven or eight. And remember, yeah. remember, you had that caribou that Blackie. swam right along your boat there oh, when you're yeah, crossing that something. big caribou. But um, wow! Well, you know what, Jim? We sure appreciate you being on today. I have to tell you real quick, my my wife loves her Kenetrex. Okay. Yeah. And she's worked. Lindley has worked super hard at setting up every vertical of our business and getting it, helping it, the administration yep. get it established. And her final piece has been product for our members because we want to bring them the best gear for these hunts possible. We want to offer them the best gear. And obviously, Kenetrek is an essential part of that. But I have to tell you, not only does she love her boots and she's a giant fan of them, she, without question, loves working with your staff better than – seriously, and I can say this, and we're going to have some of my buddies that own other companies on go, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) <laughs> and, but I can't lie. She likes working with your staff. Lindley likes your staff and your wife. And the fact that it's a very family-ran business, very communicative people, pleasant to work with. And I and and she gets off the, today. She had to call them about that new boot that you have coming out. Um, uh, the what's it called again that I'm going to get? The Bridger Low. The Bridger yeah. Low. Because I'd asked her this morning. I was like, dude, I need a pair of those. Get me a pair. And we got to get them on our web for our members. I might need and, two pairs. And, and, <laughs> yes, you might. <laughs> and, and she told me today, she goes, listen, those guys are class act. I think that's the biggest compliment is that you not only have a world-class boot, but you got a world-class operation with your staff. And uh, to you, Bob Stewart, I mean, you guys are just amazing human beings. And I got to tell you, from our company, yours, we love working with you, and it's an honor to have you on here today. Well, I'm happy to be here. I mean, thanks. I, I, I don't know that I can agree with everything you just said, but the staff, I can, not us. <laughs> not me and my partners. That that we, we got a kind of, uh, you know, bow, bow to a higher power there. <laughs> We've, like I say, we've been lucky, we've been fortunate, but we do have a great staff, some wonderful people all the way along I mean, from day one. Well, good, and we we sure appreciate working with you. You're going to say something else, Brian? Before yeah, because I've I've known Jim for literally 25 years, 
And I'd say the two my, my two favorite companies to work with, because I started doing gear articles years ago and in our with our hunting business and, and buying direct from the companies for the guides. We buy Kenetrex for all the guides and, and was Hillerberg tents and, and uh Kenetrek boots have always been, in my opinion, the two most friendly owners and customers, same people the whole time, you know, for mm-hmm. since I've worked with Jim when he was at Kenetrek and before that when he was with with Schnee's and, and like the Hilleberg, those are the two companies that always that you know we'd buy direct from you know all the guides would get them and it was just really the best experience wow well that that that's a that's a big big statement because most of the other companies they get corporate right and then they change all the time and the guy that you used to call he doesn't know who you are wants you to send a guide license in it's like well okay you really want me to send my guide license in to prove that i you know that i'm guiding you know i mean to me it's like like with kenetrek you never had to do that you know and and same with the hilleberg it was just really great companies and, and in my opinion even if you never bought another boot from another company besides Kenetrek, you'd be okay and if you never bought another backpack out of a hilleberg you'd be okay so you don't really need you know most of the companies you have to buy this and this from these other ones but really your footwear needs to stop at Kenetrek, and your tent needs would stop at hilleberg just so you know i'm quoting that shit for a meeting afterwards <laughs> because uh if he can give that type of endorsement we know that he can make a commitment to the to, to the non-committed mountain man. <laughs> so you got to find a woman to make that type of commitment to boots and tent. You know you're a mountaineering guide when you make a statement like that. And uh, and I've tried um, almost everything else. Nobody's worn more socks or kinds of boots and tents than I have. Well, I don't wear tents, but sleep in any. Uh, I get it. Right. Well, you got a 20-year anniversary coming up, and we want to roar into that 20 years of greatness. Uh, by supporting you and marketing a lot of your products and uh, and helping the world know about Kenetrek. So we appreciate you joining us again. Real quick, uh, thank you for all of you joining us today. Head on over to rollingbones.com and check out our membership. We are ready to make your next adventure the best one yet, whether it be with your application services, your adventure, or your adventure services, or our gear services. We are here to help and provide. And if you go over and click on the Rolling Bones link behind your membership wall, we will go ahead and put a special price on a pair of Kenetrex for a week for listening to this. So within, can I make that when it just comes out? Can I do that? We'll just do it that way. And if they go on there, it's not there. So again, just go to rollingbones.com. For all you members that are listening, go to the product tab, click down to Rolling Bones products, We'll put this one on behind that Rolling Bones um, vertical, and we'll put you a deal on a pair of Kenetrex that you will be happy you're listening, and uh, we'll make sure that you never have another pair of boots on the mountain. And uh, um, until next week, we appreciate you so much. Oh, you know what I want to do real quick? I got to give a shout-out to Fiji. Okay, if you don't have Kenetrex in Fiji, get your ass a pair of Kenetrex, okay? Um, but, well, especially uh, their lightweight hikers. Yeah. Fiji's a little hot. A <laughs> little hot. Extreme. But, but, or those, you could do the those. Wildland the fires. wildland fires. Hey. Like, or the desert have, guide. Or. Do, they, do they have a volcano boot? <laughs> a volcano <laughs> boot. All I know is we got some listeners in Fiji, and we appreciate you. Uh, um, listen, Camp- Campbell River, British Columbia, Pioneer, California, Newark, New Jersey, and Waverly, Iowa. Thanks for listening today. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy on it.